Welcome to the Faculty Circle, Wellness Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Arcady. I'm an assistant professor at California State University of San Bernardino. This podcast was created to provide faculty the space to hear topics that impact our mental wellness. We're all in this together. This circle is a community resource for university faculty. In this informational circle, we will discuss topics that impact us, addressing one of the five domains of wellness, professional, spiritual, physical, psychological, and or emotional. In this sharing circle, we're going to review strategies and techniques that you can use that will ensure and enhance your mental wellness. I will be interviewing various faculty members from different universities and picking their brains on what they found to be helpful and beneficial. In this supportive circle, there is no shaming, blaming, only reframing and motivating you towards wellness. Welcome to the circle. Let's talk. Welcome everyone to the Faculty Circle, Wellness Matters. Come into the circle where there's no shaming, no blaming, only reframing and motivating you towards wellness. We're all in this together. Welcome to the circle. Let's talk about spirituality and how spirituality, you can tap into that to assist you in being an effective faculty member. And I am excited to have with me today a faculty member that's going to be sharing and tapping in and helping to assist us on knowing what she does to help her in this aspect. So please, please, please help me welcome. Let me tell you who she is first. Dr. Nicole Henley. Yes, I said Nicole. I love that first name. But Dr. Nicole Henley is an associate professor and coordinator for the Health Services Administration Program in the Department of Health Science and Human Ecology at Cal State University of San Bernardino. She holds a PhD in Health Services from UCLA and an MBA from the University of Wisconsin's Whitewater. She is committed to the each one, teach one philosophy, which is rooted in student-centered pedagogy. I would say this as I speak too clearly, speak too quickly, I should say, pedagogy and assist students in becoming independent thinkers, problem solvers, and lifetime learners. Now, Dr. Henley's research is in culture is culturally responsive evaluation work and is centered around the social determinants of health framework and focuses on health equity for vulnerable populations specifically homeless and formerly incarcerated individuals. She serves on numerous community boards and describes herself as a servant leader. She's passionate about assisting others in achieving their goals and committed to leaving a legacy for future generations. In 2019, she endowed the Evelyn Bronson Scholarship at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater to assist first-generation Black students during their academic journey. Please, 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 everyone help me give a warm welcome to Dr. Henley as she comes on into the circle. Welcome, welcome. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Nicole. <laughs> I love that name too. <clears throat> thank you so much for inviting me to share in, in this space. I definitely consider it an honor and a privilege to have this invitation. So thanks again. You are so very welcome. Now, let me just first say this. I actually met Dr. Henley because we work at the same institution. We are in different departments. And so I met her at another function that we have. I want to say it was, was it the Women's History Month? Um, 
or maybe it was was that it i can't I believe, recall <laughs> yes it was you, you're absolutely right it was the kickoff of women history month so it yes. was one of our um i think it was one of our our guest speakers it was in yes. the session so yeah yes so I met her then and we, you know, I just really love her energy. I just love her presence. Uh, she's definitely uh, someone that is authentic. She's very helpful. And so we've maintained outside of just the academic setting, you know, we're starting to get to know one another. And so I'm, I'm just excited that she's here to talk about something that's very important, but it also can be a little bit taboo. Like when we're talking about spirituality, do we talk about that? in a classroom setting do we even mention that we have a spiritual belief or not i mean that can definitely be challenging when you go to an institution that is state institution or that is an institution that is not um, a religious institution right i have taught at different universities that were christian universities and so it was different it was a requirement right that was a part of what was built into our curriculum was a spiritual component and being able to talk about that. So I want to just first ask um, Dr. Henling, what does spirituality mean to you? Well, that, you know what, I was thinking the same thing when you, uh, we discussed what the topic would be, a, be about. And I was like, wow, spirituality. And like you said, it can be, it can come across as being a taboo topic and mm-hmm. everybody describes spirituality in different manners, different ways. And some may not even um, ascribe to a certain type of spirituality. So I understand and respect everyone's journey. But for me, I, you know, declare myself as a woman of faith, a Christian. And for me, when I think about spirituality, for me, it means having faith or believing and depending on a source greater than myself to help me live and thrive in this world. And when Mm. I say a source greater than myself, I'm speaking of God, my heavenly father as a, as a believer. So that would be my broad definition of what spirituality means to me. Wow. No, thank you for that. And and thank you for just how you so eloquently, right. Frame that. And, And the reason why we're talking about spirituality is because remember this show, everyone is talking about faculty wellness. And so there are five domains of wellness and spirituality is one of them. So remember it's professional, spiritual, physical, psychological, and emotional. And so this episode, we're focusing on the spiritual aspect. And I loved how Dr. Henley just described like, you know, for spirituality for her, because it's such a broad question, right? And we forget that spirituality can also mean, you know, nature, going into the nature, doing those things that help you to feel centered, whatever that may be, tapping into something that she said, the source of something outsider greater than yourself. That can also be when we look, know about Native Americans, they, they look, they're really spiritual, right? When they look at the earth and the things that they do. And so being able to see what that means to you. And I love how you said what, you know, you're respectful of everyone and whatever their journey may mean and be for them. Mm -hmm. And so how does, when when you're talking about spirituality, right, for you, right, and, and you're a woman of faith, does that help you with the work that you do as far as being a faculty member? It does. And um, I've been teaching at um, CSUSB since 2015 now. And where I am today is not where I was when I first started teaching as a person collectively, right? 
when when I think about who I am as a person, I'm not one dimensional, right? So mm-hmm. there's the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, yeah. all those aspects. So I know I'm not the same person I was when I started. And part of that growth, I can contribute it to my my faith, i.e. my my spiritual belief, my spirituality. And so it definitely helps in my role as a faculty member, but it just plays a role in who I am as a person. It's it's just a part of who I am. It's not something I decide to do today, but not tomorrow. Or maybe I'll just do it around the holidays, but not on my birthday, right? So my faith and my, my walk of faith is a part of who I am. So it's definitely an important, critical, um, plays a critical role in who I am as a faculty member. Well, I like how you said that because it's like, it's not like a, a, a article of clothing. You just yes. put it on, right? And then you take it off. Whoop, I'm right. like, oh, I'm take this off kind of thing. Exactly. Right? It's it's a part of who you are because you're not one dimensional. And, and I can definitely say my faith and identify as the same faith that, that you mentioned yourself has definitely played a major role for mm-hmm. me in what I do. And I love something you said is your faith is what has helped you to grow. Mm-hmm. How so? How has your faith helped you to grow in the role that you're in in academia? That, you know what? That's a that's a really good question. Just thinking about how has my faith helped me to grow? So again, when I go back to what I define spirituality as, it's a, again not just believing, but also depending. That's a key mm. word, right? Depending on a source greater than me. So when you're in this role as a faculty member, and you know. Uh, Dr. Arcady, um, you're on the, the tenure track, right? So mm-hmm. there are certain roles and responsibilities that we have to fulfill in this position as well um, to be fulfilled in order to, you know, get promoted, right? And there's this thing called tenured, right? So <laughs> it's not just a, a position that you can sit in for an un determined amount of time, but there's an expectation that over a certain period of time that you would perform the role of a tenure track faculty member and one day earn tenure tenure and possibly promotion. So in accomplishing every task along the way, <laughs> my faith has truly been there to, to be that sounding board mm-hmm. in terms of what do I need to do? How can I be effective in my role as, as as a teacher, as an instructor, as a professor, right? You know, when when it comes to being creative in my teaching methodology, right? It's me, again, tapping into something greater than me, right? Um, being able to identify creative um, ways of teaching, knowing that our, our students, we have, what, over 80% of our students are first generation. Mm-hmm. College students, I myself was a first generation college student, but that was years and years ago. So (laughs) um, our students are just different. This generation of students are are different. And I just say that um, to to make the point of my faith and what that means to me helps me to grow in terms of my level of confidence in Mm. self, my ability to do this work, because it can be challenging. It can Uh, be draining at times, Mm -hmm. to be creative, to stay motivated, to stay encouraged. So there are so many different roles. I was thinking it through as a faculty member. um, We have, we play so many different roles, right? We're instructor, we're advisor, we're mentor, 
Um, we serve in our communities. We serve on different boards. We're responsible for being productive in, in our research and scholarship. So it's so many different um, responsibilities and activities that we have to perform and perform well, right? Mm. In order to be successful as faculty members. So I know that without my my faith, I, I would not be here. So it has helped me to grow and mature um, in ways that I, I couldn't even imagine doing on my own. And again, just having that community, right? Um, identifying individuals like yourself of like-mindedness, those with similar faith, it has helped uh, me to identify a community, a support mm -hmm. system. Um, when we face challenges in our department, when we have challenges with maybe difficult colleagues, difficult students, um, maybe when we don't agree with, right? If, if, if you think about it, being a, a woman of faith, my value, my work ethic, right? may be different from someone else. And so when you're coming into this workspace, you have to be able to balance that out, right? Not being judgmental, not being critical, but being able to balance right from wrong, what makes sense, what's the best route to take, right? In order to address some of the challenges you may encounter. So I hope I answered the question. Well, no, you did. I, I'm writing, I think I caught a finger cramp, but I'm writing all the stuff, cause it was so, I mean, a lot of good information that you, just shared on here and just how utilizing your faith, how that has assisted you. I'm trying to look at, because I was writing, I hope I can read just, just different notes that I was taking because one of the things that I heard you say is like a great sounding board, you know, that you're not depending just on yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you do have some challenging moments, because on that tenure track, it is some, you know, it could definitely be challenging and you have some moments where you have to really tap into something else outside of yourself. And for me, I use prayer mm -hmm. right, as a way to help get me yeah. through because I oftentimes I need some help because yeah. of yeah. some things that may be, you know, going on. And I love what you said is also tapping into that sense of community. Mm -hmm. Right. And I talked I did a uh, interview last uh, a, a earlier interview. So those of you who haven't are just now joining in, you want to go back and listen to this. And we talked about creating a sense of community, right, on your campus, having that support system, having your squad, right, finding mm -hmm. whoever that is. And that's definitely going to be helpful. And I can definitely say I consider you as one of my my squad members, right, that I can go to. Yay, same here. Yeah, you've been so helpful. And so it's, it's finding that tapping into that like-minded individuals that can uplift one another, mm -hmm. right? And who has nothing but the best of intentions to help you propel forward and become successful in your role mm -hmm. and what you're doing. I agree. I, and I do um, consider you part of my, I like that term squad, right? <laughs> and sometimes, yes. you know, you, what, what I, what I know as a, a first generation college student and, you know, um, sometimes family and, and, and friends can be there, but they may not truly truly know and understand what you're going through. So I, I love my family. I love my, my community. I love the support I get from them. But sometimes you, 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 you want a soundy board or you want to speak or vent, right? Yes. Someone who who's been through or going through and who can truly understand. They can kind of simp more than empathize, but they can sympathize because they know what that journey may look like. Yes. And, and I'll be bold enough to say they know what it looks like for black women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our journey in this position 
a lot of times is different from our, our colleagues or, mm-hmm. or um, women who are maybe of color or are um, white colleagues as well, right? Their journey mm-hmm. may be different from ours, but I know particularly I've had some experiences and I know some good friends of mine at Cal State have had their experiences as Black women and Black faculty members. So I think it's very important to find community, right? Other mm-hmm. faculty members, um, because there, there are so few of us in this this track, right? Yeah. As tenured or tenure track faculty. So um, I think that's, that's very important, especially finding women who may have gone through this journey before you, right? Mm-hmm. They can share their experiences, their tips. And it's like paying it forward. They share with you and then you learn from those and then you you pay it forward to the next generation coming up behind you. So mm-hmm. um, finding that support system, I think, is is a lifeline for being successful in, in this, this career path. I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Finding that support system is a lifeline. And you're right. Your family members just don't understand. I mean, they love you. When mm-hmm. I talk with my husband and I'm trying to explain certain things, I kind of see his eyes gloss over. <laughs> And he has this dumbfounded look and he's like, I don't quite understand, but it sounds like it's challenging. Right. Right. (laughs) When, when I was talking to him about like, Oh no, I just was going over the data analysis and the results weren't at all what I was anticipating. He's like, okay. And that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it makes a difference, you know, when I can talk with someone else who understands and who can, you know, give me that assistance. So yes, finding your community, you know, your squad is definitely very helpful. And when we're talking about just that spiritual piece of, of wellness, mm-hmm. how that, well, I, I don't want to answer it, but I guess I'll ask the question. Mm-hmm. Do okay. you find that having spirituality helps to keep you centered? Mm-hmm. And if so, how? That's, that's a really good question. Do I find that having spirituality keeps me centered in mm-hmm. if so how? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, so how, how can I put it? You know, with, with learning, as you read and you, you, you read different books, whether it's, you know, for professional growth, personal growth, whatever, you, you tend to become more comfortable, more rooted, um, have a greater understanding of whatever that is or that area you're focusing on. So outside of, of just reading the, the Bible, right, I do read other books written by spiritual leaders or, or, or leaders in the, in the Christian faith. And that has helped me to be more balanced and grounded because it, it helps me to better understand the word. Right. Mm-hmm. When I say the word, I mean the Bible, what God has written in, in the Bible. Right. Those are the principles and the promises God has promised us. So when I I'm able to understand and identify who I am as a child of God, then I can grow as a person. Right. Because each mm-hmm. person has an identity. Right. So it's a matter of what what do you identify as? Where, where do you put your your identity in? Is mm. it a person? Is it a belief? Is it? a lifestyle, right? So whatever you're choosing to identify with or find your identity in, I think that's what people become rooted and grounded in. So I'm saying that to to emphasize growing and learning daily who I am as a child of God builds up my confidence, 
builds up my faith. Um, and it helps me to function as a person better. I'm, I'm more kind. <laughs> I'm, you know what I mean? I, I'm able to extend grace to others, right? Um, when, when in this world, people are not so kind anymore, right? Mm -hmm. um, you don't find people holding a door open for you. When you're driving and you're in traffic, you, you don't find people just pausing to let you, you got your signal yeah. on, you don't see them so eager to allow you to just get in so you can get off the freeway, right? So <laughs> just minor things. Maybe if you drop, you know, your wallet or something, people pick it up. So you, at least for me, I don't see a lot of kindness and compassion mm. being demonstrated in, 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 in my life, you know, around me, just in community or just when I go out, you know, just to go grocery shopping or whatever. So um, being more rooted in my faith and understanding who I am helps me to be balanced. And when I'm balanced, again, I can be kind. I can be considerate. I can be all those things that we need in this world today, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm not, right? Um, being grounded, like you mentioned, I utilize prayer. Prayer helps me to make better decisions, daily decisions, right? So I, I utilize different elements of my spirituality to be a better person. And when I'm a better person, I can make better decisions. I can help others. And then going back to what, what the podcast is all about, when we're thinking about our mental, our, our wellness, mm -hmm. our wellness and the spirituality piece, then I'm able to experience that level of peace, that level of joy, a sense of calmness in spite of what's going on with me. So, yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like that, that just, uh, you gave a, a lot of great nuggets and jewels and I, I'm going to summarize it um, in a second, but something you said just with the part of your faith and spirituality, and I'm kind of using them, you know, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. right. Interchangeably mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is, purpose it gives you purpose and so for me i have found how spirituality assists me and my faith is it helps me to remember my purpose mm -hmm. and my calling and so mm -hmm. i'm at csusb for a reason i was meant to be there at this time and even when i looked at leaving you know pre-covid <laughs> because some things had happened it was more of like, no, God said, I didn't tell you to leave. This was the place for you. So you're going to stay there. And so it helped to reshift for me and helped me to really remind myself. It reminds me of why I'm there. So even when there's office politics and just different mm -hmm. things going on campus, I don't allow myself to get caught up in it because I think about why am I here? What's my purpose? Right. It's, it's greater than me. Wow. And so I don't focus so much on myself and how something impacts me individually. I look at it, it's greater than me. So why, you know, the purpose. And then it, it feels great when I have former students reach back and, you know, mm -hmm. they keep in touch yes. on LinkedIn and tell me what they're doing and they tell me what they learned. And so that that gives me a sense of accomplishment, like, OK, well, I'm making a difference being here. Right. So that's what I have to remind myself. Mm -hmm. right? Why are you here? And it gives me that. I like I I like that. I'm I'm glad you brought that up about purpose, right? It it helps you to be rooted and grounded in your purpose, knowing you're there for a reason. And that that is starting to help me more because sometimes you can get caught up in the chaos around mm -hmm. you, right? Like um there, you know, a, a couple of years ago I I had a um 
a challenging experience within my department. And you know, the first thing is I'm out of here. I'm gonna find me yeah. a job and <laughs> I'm gonna take this. And you know, yeah. again, it's happening to your community. You know, had some conversations with individuals who whom had similar experiences or challenges and just reminded me like, hey, one, encouraging me and, and being there to support me and validating how I felt it, it was valid, but also giving me um, realistic advice, right? Sound advice, like, mm-hmm. okay, just think it through. Why are you there? If you believe God sent you there or opened that door for you for a reason, do you feel like you've accomplished that goal? Do you feel like your 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 assignment is up? And <laughs> in reality, no, it's just right now I'm feeling some kind of way. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you mentioned that because sometimes we can allow our environment, right, to sometimes persuade us into making decisions that are are not necessarily the right decisions at that moment or that mm-hmm. life. So um, thank you for that reminder. And I'll mm-hmm. keep that in my mind <laughs> because I know challenges will continue to come, but like yes. being, knowing what your purpose is and what your assignment is in spite of what's going on, because maybe I've been sent there to, you know, help work through whatever these challenges are to be more of a solution to it more so than running from it. So Thank you again for, for that. I appreciate no, you, that. You are so very welcome because we can become reactionary, right? <laughs> Something very happens good. and we respond. Trust me, mm-hmm. I, I have been there and mm-hmm. I had to pause and go, okay, okay, and take my deep breath, right? What's my purpose? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? And so j- you gave some really great nuggets and I just want to kind of summarize for the listeners. Um, and, and then you can tap in and tell me if I just missed it somewhere. But some of the things that you mentioned on, you know, just some strategies and tips on how you found spirituality or your faith to be helpful in assisting you in being a more effective faculty member is one I, I, I heard you say is you use different elements of spirituality to help you be a better person that helps you. It builds up your your confidence level. And that and that allows you to present the information in a more effective, clear manner to your students. It helps you to be more kind, right? So then that helps with your engagement piece with other colleagues and also with students and understanding what they may be going through with being first generation students or just being a student in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you to feel grounded. And by feeling grounded, it assists you in being able to do the work that you're doing in campus in the community, because I know you do sit on different boards, you you know, within the community and also within the, the university itself. And it helps you by knowing that you're tapping into something that is greater than yourself. It assists you in being able to grow and to mature into the work that you're doing. Yes. You, 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 you said it so eloquently. is there anything else i've enjoyed this conversation but is there anything else that you want to add to our listeners before we terminate or end this this podcast episode i i do first again i want to thank you because i was a little hesitant at first about doing the (laughs) podcast because i consider myself an introvert so you know i was like oh my god this is going to be intimidating but i just thank you for being so comfortable in your role, right? Um, what you're doing is amazing. The work you're doing is amazing. So I just appreciate you for the invitation and also making me feel comfortable in sharing, right? Being transparent. So 
um, thank you. Um, I will continue to, you know, listen to your podcast and support this amazing work you're doing. But, but the only thing I would like to end with is just to share one little tip or one um, piece of advice or encouragement um, that I would like to share with the audience. Aside when we think about our um, mental wellness, aside from just finding community and support system, I, I just want to encourage all of us and even myself to continue to prioritize our mental health mental wellness, prioritize, whatever priority means to you, right? Um, myself and a friend a couple years ago, we identified mental health days, right? Where we mm -hmm. incorporated mental health days, whatever that looks like. Well, we, a spa day, going to get a massage, you know, taking the day off, um, having a day at Universal Studios, whatever it is, <laughs> get you back to what you mentioned earlier, being grounded, being balanced, experience a level of peace, um, a sense of calm and joy, whatever that looks like. Um, for some, it may be prayer. It may be meditation, positive affirmations. It may be um, exercise. It may be seeing a, a, a um, therapist, seeing a professional, whatever, again, whatever it looks like for you to get to that place of having a balanced um, mental health mm. status, right? Prioritizing it. For me, prioritizing it is the beginning of my day. I'm grateful that I have some control over my schedule where I can utilize my morning for prayer, for exercise, right? So again, whatever that looks like, whether you're prioritizing it at the beginning of your day, middle of your day, the end of your day, or or throughout your day. But I, I would just say that that we learn to prioritize self, mm. we'll prioritize our mental wellness, uh, because life is challenging and we're all going through something. Right. And you never know, you may be that one person to take someone over the edge. So it's like, I don't want to be that person. So I just want to encourage you and your listeners, as well as I encourage myself to to prioritize mental health because it's 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 a lifeline and it's important. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Henley. And, and I can't stress enough. Thank you for saying that prioritize your mental health slash mental wellness, because as we know, mental health is the same as mental wellness. Right. It's interchangeably. When you have mental health or mental wellness, that means that you can take on the stressors of life without it having a negative impact on you, right? You're able to go through things. You're able to go to work. You're able to do the job. You're able to take care of your family when you have mental wellness. When you don't have mental wellness, that is a mental health disorder and diagnosable, right? So there, there is a difference. And so this is my area of expertise. I, I'm so passionate about prioritizing mental health. And I love how you said you and a friend of yours had a mental health day, which I think is so amazing mm -hmm. to make sure you do that. Um, I just was talking on another podcast that I that I host for moms, and I was talking about Mondays was always my mental wellness Mondays because mm -hmm. I I always hated Mondays when I worked a regular job, and yes. so I would have Mondays off when I would have different time, you know, my full time job um, in the community, and so I would always do Mondays would be the day I either went and got a massage, I would go mm -hmm. to the movies by myself, yep. you know, I really did a longer workout or whatever I did to make sure that I was starting off the beginning of the week in a positive way so they could carry me through yes. the end of the week. Yes. So I, I do thank you for just sharing that because it's so very important that we're focusing and that's what this podcast is about mm -hmm. is making sure as faculty that we're focusing on our mental wellness, our mental health, because it starts from the top and it trickles down. Mm -hmm. If we're not healthy, 
we can't be healthy for our students and we're not going to be able to show up and be effective in the work that we're doing. So thank you. Thank you again, Dr. Henley for coming into the circle. We are glad you came into the supportive circle where you were able to share some techniques with us on how you're able to tap in and utilize spirituality to assist you in being an effective faculty member. So thank you, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, and thank you to your audience. Well, everyone, it is that time. Thanks for spending time in the circle. We are all in this together. Remember that your wellness matters too. So please, please, please make sure you tune in, share with someone else. Remember, sharing is caring and you wanna assist other faculty members as well in ensuring that they're having their mental wellness. If you, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, go ahead, listen to some previous ones. We are back in effect this school academic year. I take those breaks in the hiatus during the summer because guess what? My mental wellness is very important and I have to make sure I'm rejuvenating myself as well. So it has been an amazing time talking with you guys. I can't wait to see you again in the circle. Remember, your wellness matters too.